Let's start. What's up? Uh, this is Tom McCaffrey. Welcome to Last Exit to Brooklyn. Eric Bronstein is here. How are you? Really good. Really good. Are you doing good? Doing fantastic. Uh, you just did Sirius XM Radio, right? Yeah. How was it? Not as good as this, I'll tell you that much. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good answer. Um, all right, so the last time we did this, uh, we, Bill Paxton, we had talked about he had just died, and we were talking about weird science. And what, right after we talked about it, weird science was on. For, I think weird science is on like every night. Yeah. Do you have on? cable? Yeah. I mean, I remember when they used to show it all the time on cable. Yeah, they show it a I, lot. Yeah, I got to tell you, though, I mean, I'm not, that wasn't really my, one of my all-time favorites. I even like, when it came out? No. I mean, I, I discovered, I don't even think I saw it when it was at. I think I discovered it years later. Oh, you didn't see, oh, wow, that, really? That's funny. Yeah, and that was a John Hughes movie, right? Yeah, and, and it that, was when he was at, like, the peak. Yeah, but that wasn't as big of a hit, I think, when it came out as the other one. Wasn't there another movie at the same time, like Real Genius? Or something yeah, there was. Th- it was that summer. All these science movies <laughs> came out. It was. It was. It's true. It was real giant. It was real giant. Real genius. Yeah. Weird science and my science project. <laughs> Those were the three. Yeah. And it was basically my science project was shit. Right. Weird science. I remember was like not that well reviewed. Right. I remember specifically Roger Ebert not liking it or one of them roger and ebert roger was it ebert siskel and ebert roger and ebert there's only one of the other guys dead to me ebert ebert's so fat he's two guys yeah oh they're both dead now anyway are they both dead yeah oh it's too bad i remember when that was such a great show that was like you like movies would live in rotten tomatoes is the new they were rotten tomatoes of their day no rotten tomatoes has that problem where they have these high marks and you know, you'll see like 95%, but that doesn't mean that it's like a grade. It's more like 90 95% of the uh, critics that we... Didn't think it was shit? Yeah. Is that what it is? It is. So Because some of the reviews aren't that like glowing. Right. And then you sometimes see these movies where it's like it's 95% and you think it's like next Citizen Kane or whatever. And it's yeah. like not that good. Metacritic is much better. Yeah, you were telling me yeah. about that. But it it is funny because they were the Rotten Tomatoes of the day because now in commercials you'll see they they push the tomato meter. They'll be like, it's got a 98% on Rotten oh, Tomato. Really? Yeah. yeah, and it used to always be two thumbs up. Like That was like the entire mm-hmm. selling point. So it's funny how... When movies came out, they were just terrified. That was like the one that obstacle one. they had. Like they could just live. I guess it was like a New York Times review. You know what I mean? It like, was, yeah. Because like in the theater, if you get like a bad Times review, that's it. it would right. Like ruin your show. But so, so anyway, I, I, what I speci- I think one of them might have liked it. Weird Science, mm-hmm. and um, I remember specifically like I forget which one. I think it was Siskel or might have been. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, like was specifically talking like he almost seemed angry about the premise because um it is a really when watching it now as an adult i mean it came out when we were like you know 12 13 mm-hmm. so it was basically for us right and the premise of basically just two like nerdy horny teenagers who just make a hot chick yeah <laughs> and then they that just and then she just shows up basically naked and she's like what do you guys want to do to me first right she like said or she says what do you maniacs want to do first okay, that they shower with her in their underwear yeah they that shower thing. in their <laughs> jeans but like how is that movie not them just bl- banging her the whole movie <laughs> it's like westworld like you said <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly like it's like if you were 15 and you made Kelly LeBrock and she showed up and she was like what do you want to do would you be like hey let's go to a bar <laughs> So, like Westworld, though, you know what I mean? Like, like if you had all these hot female roles, would you even want to go on an adventure? You wouldn't want to go on an adventure. You just no, just isn't bang- that the adventure? <laughs> just banging a chick? Like, <laughs> why do they even, like, bother with the whole Western thing? <laughs> oh, they're only going to want to bang these hot chicks if it's, like, Western <laughs> times. Couldn't it just be, like, in a toilet? Yeah. It would just be a line of dudes at a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so... I, I guess that's what it was just, and there's a scene that's really funny in it. I don't know if you remember because 
what happens is Robert Downey Jr. and another guy are like the their mean guys. Oh right, they were. I didn't I forgot Robert Downey was in that. Yeah, it's Robert Ian. Downey Jr. Yeah, and I'm just looking it up right now. Ian and Max. Max. Yeah, and they're like the cool guys who are always shitting on. At the beginning, they like pull down their pants. Remember in gym? Oh yeah. They're always like humiliating them, and they're with like two chicks that are kind of like hot chicks of the school. And they basically see Kelly LeBrock at the mall and they like want to bang her. So they go to the party. And then there's a scene where they're talking to Kelly LeBrock and they're just, they don't ever say it, but it's basically a conversation about like, they're like, come on, Lisa, come on. Right. And it's basically like, come on, just fuck us. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> like just these high school kids are at a party and there's like hot chicks and they're like, come on, just let us bang you. Right, right. And then she's like, you have to talk to them. And then they go to Anthony Michael Hall and the other guy, Gary and Wyatt, and they're like, hey, like, can you just let us bang her? Did then they know <laughs> that she was like a, a fake person? No, they didn't know. Oh, they okay. just think like they're with her. But it's such like an 80s thing. Like just some high school. Ki- I don't know. I guess it's just very misogynistic that it's basically like these two guys are just kind of like <clears throat> yeah can i just have sex hey can we just like bang that girl you're with come on like you're not gonna let us just fuck her like both of us and then um they're like no we can't do that and then they they're like hey well, we'll let you like bang our our girlfriends right. <laughs> oh, that's right who were their girlfriends it was just some blonde it yeah. was like who sang- take a sip of your drink yeah who sang the uh Boingo, boingo. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. you're not going to get me with this shit. It's kind of right, embarrassing. Well, how much money did the movie make? Um, it actually, if you comparatively, eighty I'd, billion opening day. No, for no like a, what? Uh, like uh, thirty-five million. Wow, is that close? Thirty-eight. Oh wow, and it cost seven, so it was really a hit. Wow. Uh, yeah, and th- th- you know what? That's not even that much money. I mean, it's okay for a seven million. Yeah, I mean, well, you look at Get Out. Which we were just talking. I was talking. Oh about yeah, before. did you see that? Yeah. Oh, you did. You want to talk about that? Yeah. I mean, it cost five million, and now it's over a hundred. That movie's gonna be. It's over a hundred. Yeah. Jesus. It's, it's gonna go. I mean, you know, like Blair Witch costs like ten dollars, and it yeah. made like eighty billion. So I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but before we get into the 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 relevant movie that everyone's talking about, right. let's <laughs> talk about the movie from nineteen eighty five. Yeah. Let's keep going for a while. No. So I I just it was just funny watching that. I was mainly watching it because I wanted to see Bill Paxton in it because yeah. we just talked about it. Um, but it's just funny like that that scene back then was just like yeah, this is just a high school comedy, and it's just like high school kids. Could you imagine going to a party and being like? And your friends are there, and you're like, "Hey, can I? I just want to fuck your girlfriend." Right? Come on, you can fuck mine. You right. look at it at the time. I mean, I, think, <laughs> I mean, at the time that probably wasn't, you know. A weird no, I know, but that's the thing. It wasn't like in the '80s. That was just kind of a normal. Like, right. I want to bang her. You should let us. Ba-. Women were still property, I guess. and that's all it is. Yeah. If you give, let me bang her. If you say I can bang her, then of course she's gonna do it. <laughs> Um, Didn't they have underwear on their heads at some point? Bras, they have bras, oh, bras on their. I don't know. It's supposed to be their total loser, right. so they. Just, I don't know. They make weird decisions. I think Michael Hall, Hall was great in those movies, though. All those, those three. Yeah, and that was the end of him yeah. after Weird Science because he tried to get all serious. <laughs> he he like he he tried to be cool. You could tell he wasn't ha- happy with being a geek. Right. He was on SNL. That that was a. Fun. Oh, that's exactly what I I thought of it when I was watching yeah. it. That ruined him. Because yeah. he's so good in weird science. Like, he's really good in movies. Right. It shows how, like, live performing comedy is just not... Plus, he was probably too young for it. He was 17 when he was on SNL. I think he was the youngest person ever on SNL. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. And he was, and it was a bad season, too. Yeah. It was, like, a bad season. It's a weird season. Like, Damon Wayans is on he it. He got fired. He got fired. Like a lot of after that season, they fired like half the cast. They fired Damon Wayans in the middle of the season. Yeah, do you know why? Yeah, because he uh, he wasn't getting a lot of uh, airtime. Air, air so he's in a sketch where he just plays like a, a cop who says like two lines, but he he ad libs. And Lauren Michaels hates like you. And doesn't he play it gay? Yeah, he plays it gay. It's not supposed to be gay. He does yeah. like the guy from In Living Color, the gay. Remember? That? Right, right. And uh, everyone laughs, but he wasn't supposed to do that. Could you imagine like having that kind of moxie or what? I don't know what the word for right. it would be. You're on. You get on SNL. And you're there for like four months. You're like, this is bullshit. Yeah. I'm just gonna like do whatever. 
And then, like, he's like, all right, get out of here. You're like, fine, fuck you. All right, but if you think about it, like... It actually was great. Yeah, but if he was successful on SNL... I think the problem also at the time was they weren't giving the black cast members much. Right. You know? So he might have been frustrated there. No, totally. But if he was successful on SNL, he would never have been on In Living Color. Maybe In Living Color would have never been popular because yeah. he was a big part of In Living Color early on. He did right. most of the big characters, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, he, he definitely was, like, probably the one of the best things right i mean he was like one of the most talented of that family yeah i used to love him i thought his stand-up but you know way back in the day was great i used to love him on living color yeah it was good for like a season yeah and then um it was like (laughs) 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 no even he says that i saw an old interview he they they fucked over they fucked them over somehow Mm -hmm. and so a lot of them laughed laughed, i think the weigh-ins laughed but even a little before that it wasn't that good because they started just repeating characters over and over again yeah and it was like there's only so much you can do with you know the characters they did you know remember wanda which was funny the first time and yeah i feel like a lot of the characters they did i just was like i don't like this shit <laughs> i like damon wayans i thought was good yeah when he did the homeless guy that was pretty funny yeah and then the the, the gay guy was you know men on film right which was then, funny like and then you look back at it and you realize i'm like i can't believe that was on tv yeah you know i mean it was funny yeah it was hilarious but homie yeah. the clown was one of his best ones that was a great one um but all right, so this is a good. So and that was that was, and this is another thing I wanted to say. I so then right after that, Beverly Hills Cop was on. We had talked about Eddie Murphy, right. and uh, I think that was eighty four. Weird Science was eighty five, and so you know Beverly Hills Cop is eighty four. And one thing I noticed that's really funny is um, in all those movies. Maybe it's an eighties thing. Maybe maybe it transcended that. But there's always uh, like a lieutenant who's like the boss of right. the precinct and he's always like yelling at, at the right. main guy. Right. And, it, and they're always mad that they're investigating a murder or a crime that, they, that they're they not assigned to. <laughs> <laughs> like they're always like, and Beverly Hills Cop, his friend gets murdered. Right. And he's like, I really want to know who's killed. He's like, hey man, you better not like try to find out who did the murder. You know, if you uh, if you do that, you're gonna get fired. And right. it's like really weird. I'm like, and I've seen that in other movies where they're like, I know you want this case, but you're not right. on it. Get out of it. Don't. They, yeah, they always make fun of like the bureaucracy. Like you're not assigned to this. I have to fill out paperwork if you want to do this. You know. Yeah. Like, like a big example of that was like Die Hard, where they wanted to show you how bureaucracy in the law enforcement was fucking things up like yeah everyone's st- they're always in movies oh, yeah. everyone's always trying to say it's my, this is my dirt jurisdiction yeah, the FBI you're not supposed to be you yeah. know like <laughs> oh, we're here now we're taking over right. fuck you but yeah it's so funny like they're cause I was thinking about it I was like it makes no sense like First of all, his friend gets murdered, right. and he's literally at the murder scene. He like got hit by he got like pistol whipped, and he has like ice on his neck. Right. So it's been like twenty minutes, right. and he's like, "Hey, I just want to find out who's," like, and he's like yelling at him <laughs> at the. Cr- hey, shut up! You're not gonna. And it's like, are do they really get mad at cops if they're like trying to like solve murders on their own? <laughs> I just, it's kind of because he's like, I'm going to go on vacation. When he goes on vacation, he's looking into it. And they keep being like, hey, man, like, you better not look into it. <laughs> you know? Um, no, it doesn't make sense because his partner obviously is a cop. And you know how cops get when a cop gets murdered. They all freak out. So I don't yeah. know. I don't think they would, that would ever happen. Well, you mean in Beverly Hills Cop, the guy who gets killed? It was his partner, right? No, it was like a childhood friend. Oh, okay. James Russo is the actor. It's another thing. Like, they don't look like the same age. <laughs> And I mean, not to be a dick, and then they're like talking about, do you remember the movie that well? Yeah, barely. When he goes to visit him at the beginning, when he goes to visit Eddie Murphy, he's like, yeah, I was hanging out with Jamie Summers. He's like, from high school? Oh, yeah. And then like he goes to LA and, and sees the girl they're talking about. It's just like really waspy white girl. Uh-huh. And, and it's just really because none of it places. <laughs> it's like, so James Russo's your best friend. You're, and they talk about what thugs they were, is and they Russo, live in Detroit. Is, is he black? No, he's this white Italian oh, guy. Yeah. He was in the only thing I can remember him. He's always like crazy. He was like the rapist in Extremities with Farrah Fawcett. He was in yeah. Fast at the remember in Fast Times where the guy robs the Mighty Mart at the end. Oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's him? him. Oh, that's him. Um, but then he's just hanging out with not not I don't know. It sounds. It's this this white chick is just like, hey, Axel, how are you? You know, she works like an art gallery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's from like the projects in Detroit, right? Yeah. just see, And then the other guy's like a tough guy, just got out of jail. But they're all like best friends. And I'm like, who? 
<laughs> who is this high school circle that right. they that they have? But and it's not like they kind of know each other. It's like they were best friends. <laughs> <laughs> but so anyway, that, Judge Reinhold was in that movie. Right? Yeah, Judge Reinhold. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he stole it. Yeah. No, it, I mean it's. A, I mean it is a good movie, but I just think that's funny. There's another like the hard way is another one with James Woods where he just keeps yelling at him. They're always oh, like in yeah. trouble for investigating. Right. Okay. Hey, get out! Get this is your. And then at the end they solve it. They're like, all right, good job. <laughs> Fine, you solved the murder. We were really mad when you were trying to like solve the murder. Right. Isn't Rush Hour the same way too? Yeah. Do you think that's a real thing? Like they get mad if you're like on your free time just trying to like solve things? Oh, maybe there's legal issues. I don't know. I don't think most cops are doing that unless they get no tea anyway. Right. I don't know. Do they do their like other jobs? Like they catch a plumber. It's like, you weren't assigned to these toilets. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. You're right. Because it's basically just them doing their job and they're not supposed to be doing their job. They're always like going to fire them. But every once in a while in the movie, they'll be like, all right, you can do this. But I I didn't hear about anything. Like they'll always tell them. Yeah. Like I didn't know about this. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Which maybe is a little more believable. Yeah, and then there was like another. Th- th- I for- I was just thinking of there was like another movie that I saw that ma- reminded me of. All right, I, I can't remember. I had it on the tip of my tongue. Get out. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Did you when did you just saw it? Right, it was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I saw it twice. Wow. Yeah, it was. There's worth. I mean, I don't know if I'd see it twice, but it's a great movie. Um. Yeah. Were, were you surprised by the whole thing? Kind of. They kind of give away a lot in the. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I heard that there was a twist. And we can spoil it. Who gives a shit, right? Yeah. Well, actually, this is what I wanted to say that yeah. before we get into that. Another, there's another Fast and the Furious movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Don't spoil that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, no, I'm not going to spoil it. The screenwriters <laughs> they spoiled it before I did. No, the other cars in it. Yeah. The fate of the Furious. I love how like they're trying to trick me into like this isn't Fast and the Furious eight because they they gave up on the numbers. Yeah. I guess it's kind of smart because it makes it seem less shitty. They make so much money internationally, those movies. I know. They're just like these insane. I mean, they are like done really well. The thing about those movies that's so funny is like it's another thing where you see this in these types of movies where um, something happens and they have to go. Because weren't they cops? Are they not cops anymore? Or weren't I don't know. They stopped being cops by the second one, maybe, <laughs> yeah. or a third. I think in the second one they're cops. Yeah. But it was a thing where I think in the first <laughs> couple, you know, they were like, hey, man, we, we have this assignment. Like, we need what, what we need you to do is we need you to, like, get this really cool car <laughs> and, like, go undercover and drive yeah. it onto a boat, you know, like, jump it off of a dock. You know, it's just like, wow, this sounds like the most awesome. And it, and he's always kind of annoyed. Oh, really? I got to do this? I know. I know. Like, there's a point break. They're like, yeah, you have to go undercover as a surfer. Yeah, and he's very... Uh, <laughs> and Fast and the Furious, the first one, is point break. It's yeah. the exact same oh, yeah. plot. Yeah. It's a guy going undercover to do something really cool, <laughs> and he becomes too into the guy right. i mean i guess that's every movie yeah. <laughs> like hey man you're in too deep <laughs> you're gonna do close to him i would be like the worst undercover guy because <laughs> if i was around them for like two days i would just feel bad and i'd be like yeah i don't want to bust him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah there was like you're becoming like them um so yeah that, that's that's that you know, because that movie, uh, you ever see Donnie Brasco? Which I love that movie. Yeah, and that's based on that really happened. Right, but in the movie, they they took, I guess, some liberties, and they said that you know he goes in there and he feels compassion for these guys, and he doesn't want to get pulled out and stuff like that. But it, apparently, what I read in real life was he had no problem with that. Like, oh, really? He liked he was wanted to nail them, and he, he, oh, he just wanted to be made a mafia guy so he can embarrass the shit out of everybody. And how long was and he? He liked some of the guys, but he didn't care. Like, he, I don't understand those things when like they have to go undercover for like twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I need more time. It's like, dude, they keep murdering everyone in front of yeah. you. Just, it's the same thing in The Departed. When he keeps meeting with Martin Sheen and Mark Wahlberg, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, man, like we need you to stay in there," <laughs> <laughs> and it's been like two years. He's like, "Dude, what? He's murdered people. You have wiretap of me? Right. No, no. We need a little more." But the movie's not over. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be a good movie if we just bust them now. Because yeah. they always like they never have enough. Like it seems like they have so much information. Yeah, even the Sopranos that oh, used to annoy me a little bit. They're like, I don't know, we don't have enough on Tony. I'm like, you've been taping this guy for seven years. Yeah, 
you know, what else? We need need? A, we need a few more seasons. <laughs> no, it's like Donnie Brasco. I think he's in it for years, and I never understood it. I'm like, why don't they just bust? And there's a lot of uh, he's wearing a wire a right. lot of the time. But that's what I'm saying with the Sopranos. The same thing. Like, yeah, they, they, like we never have enough. But that one, it's like, but because Donnie Brasco was like based on a true story, right. I thought. So it's I don't know, maybe he is like. They did take a lot of liberties. Apparently, uh, the real Donnie Brasco wasn't good looking. (laughs) (laughs) He was butt ugly. Um, But I heard that that guy actually, uh, his the information that he got from the from from being a couple years in the mafia, like helped take down like the mob in New York City. Not just that family, but they got so much. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw some uh, documentary about it. And Giuliani, who prosecuted the mob in the eighties. He said that guy gave us so much information; it was insane. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, that's a, that, yeah. I mean, it is. A, that's a great movie. Yeah. Um, and this is just the last thing before we get in to get out. There's. Have you ever heard of that show, Sixty Days In? It's like a that I think I talked to you about. It's like a reality show about jail where they just put in regular people. Oh yeah, yeah. And they yeah. like tape them right. for sixty days, and like they haven't done anything; they're just volunteered to go <laughs> on the show. And this is the third season. You know, it's been a big hit because I mean, it's crazy. You know, you're you, the whole thing is you're hoping they're going to get murdered or raped. Right. <laughs> but I mean, that's what it comes down to. You're kind of like, oh shit! Like I hope, like when someone doesn't get like sexually assaulted, I'm like, ah, oh, that wasn't worth it. <laughs> um. But I noticed they're like upping the ante because I noticed in this this time. First of all, one of the jails seems a lot more dangerous. Like right. the people in it seem a lot worse. Uh-huh. Like they put a white girl in this cell, this <laughs> area that there's no other white people in. And right. the other one, it wasn't like was it that. With women or just yeah, women. Yeah, no, a dude. <laughs> <laughs> just put a woman in a maximum security men. <laughs> See what happens. Um. But then the one thing I noticed is in the male one, they put a guy in who's like really good looking. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like I literally I was like, man, that guy and like his hair's like gelled up. Like I'm like, wow, that guy's like really good looking. Like a target on his ass. It says like enter here. I mean, it's almost like laughable when I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's in with these like really crazy guys, too. And he's like. And not only is he good looking, but they like did nothing to make him not good looking. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just begging him to get raped. Is basically what you're saying. I mean, you know, <laughs> I feel like that's they're making it a little harder for him. <laughs> I mean, he's stand if he's like if he came if he went like just into a room in the world, you'd be like, wow, that guy's really good looking. <laughs> so imagine like he definitely stands out in jail. Right. Like it's like, oh my god, that guy is definitely the guy who I'm going to rape. <laughs> I mean, whatever. But they can leave if they. But I felt like it's it's kind of funny watching because I can tell they're kind of like, okay, right. well this time we're gonna kind of make sure this is the most rapeable guy <laughs> in the world. Like, if you don't rape this guy, you're not gonna uh, rape anyone. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you're not gonna rape this guy. <laughs> so, all right. So, get out. Yeah, you said you you liked it. <laughs> That's funny. I gotta see that show. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a good. I, I always. Do you want to ruin it? Well, I was just actually talking to. I felt like you know that they they said that the movie that I really came to mind that I thought was influenced by it was a Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, you know, that's uh, true. I know other people say uh, well, you like that Stepford movie? Wives, but yeah, um, kind of like yeah, Stepford Wives. I mean, he said he admitted that he was influenced, but it really had that Rosemary's Babies thing because it was all these like weird looking people hanging out and you didn't know what what the hell they were doing. And, and stuff he's like. the only one that kind of isn't. On board with what's going on. The, the, the black, the, the yeah, the, the black game, guy. Yeah, uh, who, uh, by the way, British guy was on that show, Black Mirror. Yeah, and that's then, what I heard. And then Samuel Jackson, I guess, got mad that he's a British guy. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was making some like you know comment about they should have American American guy. The guy's like really good, though. right? Oh, he's a good actor. But I think, like I say, they put, cast British actors in American movies to help sell the film in in European markets. Ah, uh, wow, that's really smart. even when they do American accents. Because in, all of a sudden now you have a market like, oh, I know this. Even sometimes you ever see a movie where it's not the lead, but the, the, the second guy is inexplicably a British actor. And he may be speaking with an American accent. But you're like, why is this guy? Yeah. Because Can you think of a, a specific uh, recent so one? So many. Um, I can't right off the bat. But, or, you know, or just having the star. Right. And I think a lot of it is just to sell. These guys are good actors, but I think it's to sell the movies, you know? Yeah. Who was the guy? There's some actor that's in a lot and he he has a British accent and I it's oh, it's always weird because he's in so many movies. Not Bender, the, ben, Benedict Cumberbatch? No, not him. He usually has he has one in a lot, but there's right. like some guy that uh I can't I can't remember who it is, but I'm always like, "Oh yeah, that guy's a fucking he's British, that guy." Um 
And then it's weird. They're like, hello. Isn't, what about the guy from like Star Wars? Isn't he British? The black guy? I forgot his name. He's like the main guy in the last Star Wars. The uh, new, the new, uh, like, the, like not the, the the good Star Wars that came out like a year ago. Uh, I can't remember, yeah. but he was in like a lot. He's a British guy. Oh, Ernest Elba. No, no, yeah. I can't remember his. But name. he's like, another one who they. Use who's that? Like. What was he in? Well, he's um, he's he was he was he's been a lot of things. Oh, he's a black guy, right? British. He was in the office for a few for six yeah. episodes. Did you? Can I ask you? The, did you have this experience after Get Out where like when you left? You it almost felt weird if you like when you had to like pass black people who had just seen the movie. I was in a theater where it was ninety percent black people. But you know, it, it is one of those movies that it like afterwards you're like, oh, that movie didn't paint us very well. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Did you see it when the movie w- with full? Of? Because uh, the theater I saw it in full, the second time. Yeah, full. And when when the white person when they got stabbed and killed, everyone cheered. Yeah, and they like, turned to you. <laughs> got him. <laughs> But w- did you have, I mean, I didn't have like an, it wasn't like a severe, ex- but I remember being like, oh, this is a little like, and I, it is, that's the thing that's weird about it. It's a great movie, but it does, if I saw that, you know, as, as a black person, I'd be like, oh yeah, white people are really fucked up. Yeah. It's, it's cause it's basically like, you just can't trust any white people. But you know, <laughs> I mean, it just reinforces it. But I always, I've said it to my, some, some black friends of mine. I'd be like, I, I, I don't understand how black people aren't always killing white people the right. way they were treated in this country it's kind of <laughs> and did they what do they say they try and kill you <laughs> yeah. but i mean it's you're like, right man I, like the fact that black people even like white people is shocking to me right i just know i know i'm a student of history i know what the fuck we did and continue to do and you you know there has never been a revolution and there well, probably should have been i think that's what's in, what's really great about it and what's unsettling about it is it is kind of like calling out an elephant in the room in a way, you know, like race, racism. I mean, racism obviously is always talked about and is always kind of on the surface, but he really is like calling it out. Right. And that's what I mean. And that I'll, movie is also really mocking more uh, liberal racism. Yeah, you know? that's what's good. That's what's really great about it, because yeah. it's not a black and well, I don't mean that to be like punny, <laughs> but it's not a movie where it's just like white people are horrible and racist and they just are going to kill you. Right. Cause that's not what it's about. Like yeah. they're not doing it cause they're racist. They're actually, it's kind of about the misappropriation exactly. of black culture and how that's kind of become like white people kind of patting themselves on the back for not being racist. Right. Like, we love, I love black people. Right. Like, I love this, and I want to be like a yeah, black like, guy. Like the, the father, Whitford, he's like, I voted for Obama twice. I could, yeah. if I voted, I, if I had a third chance, I'd vote for him again. Yeah, yeah, and I, it's, I, when I first heard about it, because do you like that show, Key and Peele? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Did you watch it a lot? I watched episodes and then some sketches that people told me that were good, and I thought it was a solid show. Yeah, it was. I was. I never was a huge. I, I just never really watched it. I, I mean, I think that the, I think that the guy who, Jordan Peele, I always thought he was really like right. likable. There was funny. a couple of great sketches they had, though. I really? Yeah. Um, I th- in my personal opinion, I liked it more than Chappelle's show. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you could tell it was kind of like because the format of of it was very similar to Chappelle's show. Right. Um, but uh, what was oh yeah, and then so Keanu came out. Did you see that? I saw that. Was, Did you, yeah. I didn't like that. No, I thought it was really bad. Like I was like, yeah, I I mean, like I remember being like, this is not funny. I think that was b- big disappointment after that show. Everyone thought oh, they'll make a movie and right. Know. So then when I saw the ad for Get Out, like I just like a beal a, a poster. I was like, what is this? Like right. a fucking Jordan Peele made a. And I immediately was like, oh, it's like a horror spoof, right. like scary, which is what everyone, I'm sure, It wasn't thought. even that funny, to be honest. No, I mean, it, it has funny parts, but I mean, a lot of horror movies have right. funny parts. Like, just kind of, it's just kind of like comic. I mean, it's like it's straight. There are definitely, you know, it, it's very unsettling in a lot of ways. And um, just like the mood he sets up. I guess he, he said he, he's a big fan of The Shining. Yeah, it had that mood. Yeah, like there's like an off, there's like an unsettling feeling a lot during the movie. Right. Even like the, for, for some reason, that one scene at the end where he's like, because it is definitely one of those things. Where obviously, something's wrong. The right. Something's off. And you can't figure out what it is. And you you know, like, have you ever been in a situation like that where you're somewhere and you feel like everything's kind of off around you, right, but right. you're like, what's going on? Like, I feel like I'm crazy here. Yeah. yeah. But everyone's like weird. Yeah, that's what like Rosemary's Baby like that was really. Yeah, weird. and like. There's a scene at the way in where he's like packing. 
I, spoilers for anyone listening doesn't want to know. Um, he, he like he turns and there's like a little door that's open mm-hmm. and he kind of like looks at it and like walks over to it. Even just like for some reason that shot of like the small door open is like really creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't. I have no idea why it was. Like, um, Obviously, like the maid left it open for him. That was that. What I assume. Do you think that that's what it is? Yeah, because she. Wh- why? Like part of her. Because every once in a while they would snap out of it. Whether yeah. Someone took a picture of them or whatever. So you think that was done intentionally? Yeah. It wasn't just an accident. No. Oh, okay. Because that scene where the girl, the the maid, is cry starts kind of crying. What do you think that is? Is that her kind of coming? Yeah, like part the inner, of her. Inner black person's fighting to get out and stuff. You know. Yeah. And just the whole hypnosis part is re- like that's another. There, there were like what was great about it, there were layers. Even though it looks predictable, you you actually don't really know. I don't know. At think what's going to happen. And well cast. I mean, that guy also Stephen Root, who is always yeah, he's really good. That guy, he's in Coen Brothers movies all the time. What's his name? Likes to use him, uh, Mike. Mike, Mike Judge. Judge. Oh yeah, he's in Office Space. Yeah, he's like an actor. actor. He's he's just great. Remember, he was on that show News Radio. And yeah, stuff? I thought he was one dimensional. And then like this guy is like, he is so good. That guy. He's in Seinfeld. You no, I don't think he was. Oh yeah, yeah he, was he was inside the bank. The bank. Yeah, he's the bank guy. Yeah. That guy is just so underrated because he's in everything yeah. and he's always he can play creepy. He can play. He was right. very creepy in that movie. He was. He yeah. was. He he kind of has a smallish part, right. but he has a good enough part. But um. Yeah, and it, it just like there were even layers even after I saw it. I because I, I went online, I was reading about it, and there were things I was like, "Oh, I didn't know that." Like right. the whole thing with like the grandparents. But you know about spoiler, but you know at the end though that you thought you know when with you, the cop. Yeah, you thought it was going to be what when it happened at the end. I I mean I definitely thought it was that cop, which is exactly is that what you is that what you're asking me at the end of the movie when it, it, when the cop pulls up right and you're like oh it's that cop from the beginning right and then you thought he was going to be arrested for murder. Yeah, which is exactly what they... Which is another reason why it was, like, really smart and well done. Because there was, like, five moments like that in the movie where you were like, oh, shit. Because that was a great reveal. I mean, like, anyone would... That's what you would think. But that was the original ending. Yeah, that was the original ending, right? That the that that cop shows up from the beginning, and or or a cop shows up and just sees a black guy on top of a white woman. Yeah, I like that. I actually like the darker ending idea better. Yeah, I wonder if he did he did he just not shoot in or no? He said he just wanted it to be more upbeat. He felt like oh really? Yeah. Uh, I think it was. But the other thing is like it's not like they they can just drive away now and that's it. I mean, <laughs> there's still all these dead bodies and they're gonna know. I know. <laughs> you know, like they're gonna have some fingerprints yeah. and um. Also, the thing at the end when the guy, the the other, the 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 black guy that worked for them, who was really the grandfather, yeah, when he kills himself, mm-hmm. why do you think he did that? Because he's just so like depressed that he had been in this situation. Yeah, because his inner, the inner black guy came out for a minute. But yeah, but he just immediately was like, "I'm going to kill myself," because he knew that he was going to have to, was going to turn back over. It's always a temporary thing when they take your picture. Oh, so really? He, yeah, because you remember they you take your picture, they snap out of it. The black guy comes out. Yeah, and then. But th- I thought the other guy went back because she like rehypnotized. I him. think, but th- I think it it helps or something. But I don't think oh, it completely. I never thought of that. Yeah, so I think he knew that he was going to go back to that or something like that. Yeah, that's like really terrifying. Yeah, that whole is. thing of like you're in your m- mind. I mean, that's kind of got to be similar. To, you know, those people that. They're still alive, but they're vegetables. Right. I mean, that's what that has to be like. I think he took it. Seemed like he took that part, and everything was kind of influenced, which is okay. He took that from um, wait, don't say from uh, being John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Because I remember the end of B- being John Malkovich. It's really haunting. Yeah. <laughs> it <laughs> is like the, you're like, oh my god, he's just stuck <laughs> in this body, and he has to like stare. It doesn't he have to stare at the woman he's in love with? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a really twisted ending like yeah. bad ending that movie was creepy too even though it was funny you know yeah but that was like i, I don't love that movie but i think because it freaks me out and it's like weird yeah and get out i mean i do like but it is like it's really yeah it is very rosemary's baby yeah and in fact like one of the characters is named roman and that was in the character in rosemary's, rosemary's oh, really? one of the characters yeah you've seen have you seen rosemary's baby recently yeah not too long ago i think i saw it like two years ago 
That's a re- that's a classic. That movie really. Wait, who directed? Is it Polanski? Polanski? Roman Polanski. I don't know if they used the name Roman. Oh yeah, that. maybe they did. He probably did. But that's just really creepy. That movie, you know. And yeah, they, it's just the same kind of pacing. Like it's like you, it's just like uneasy. These weird people are doing stuff around you. Yeah, just everyone's kind of acting weird. And what is it? He like sells his soul to become an, a successful actor, right? And then you and know. then it's he. She's the the devil fucks her. Or <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. Sounds about right. <laughs> that seem like a I fair like, trade. I feel like I know people like in show showbiz who would like definitely do that. Like, yeah, yeah, I would let the devil fuck my wife, <laughs> Wait, fuck my girlfriend. Su- oh, yeah. Does he become really successful? Like, how successful has he become? That would be like if the devil came to me. <laughs> I'd be like, but how successful? <laughs> yeah, like yeah, right, but, you can bang her. Yeah, but you get like you only get like a sitcom on like the CW, like something like less less. Yeah, what would you? What would it take for you? Like, I wouldn't like. Would you like? What's like an awful channel? Like a walk on. Yeah, you get a walk on and some Seven show. Seven <laughs> <Not, uh, laughs> What's the? Uh, what's one of those awful channels? Um, the Hallmark Channel or something. Yeah, yeah. It'd have to be network. It'd have to be network. Did you ever see that? This is like a tangent, but there's a really funny um, Saturday Night Live skit where uh, I think it's Garth Brooks was the host. Oh, I, that's one of my favorite all-time sketches. Is it? Where and Will Ferrell's the devil, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, try, Garth Brooks is like a singer. He's like, oh, if I only I could write a hit song, and then he's like, I will, you know, give you everything, you know, if you sell your soul. And he's like, all right, and then he can't. Will Ferrell's playing songs, and they're really bad. Keeps <laughs> <laughs> going, damn it, damn it, you know. Yeah, he makes it so he's like, damn. He's like, what about this one? He's like, I don't like, come on, man, that's a winner. Yeah, the best one is he's trying to write a song and the devil can't write it. And then he goes, how about this song? He's like, hey, now, you're a great guy. And he he goes, isn't that the Smash Mouth song? He's like, shut up. That's a really like under the radar. Like I saw it once and oh. then no one's ever talked about it. It's, I, it's so one of funny. my all time. I've shown is people. It really? that oh, you have, is it yeah. online? Yeah. It's so funny. It's such a great. It's one of those ideas. You're like, I can't. That's like the greatest idea. And perfectly made for Will Ferrell. Like, oh, yeah. Another Will guy Ferrell's doesn't so, pull that sketch off. Oh, yeah. He's so funny. Yeah. That, yeah. Um, yeah. He's in the. I mean, obvi- I'm not really saying anything. <laughs> he's really good. <laughs> I, mean, I was watching a movie Blades of Glory the other night. It's yeah. not a good movie. No. But he's so funny in it. Right. He's the only one that like looks like he's like knows it's stupid <laughs> and is almost making fun of being in it. Right. Like the other people. I don't know. It's like not a good move. I guess Will Will Arnett is pretty funny in it. But it's not. Without Will Ferrell would have been terrible. No. I wouldn't have watched it. No. That's when he was making every sport movie. Yeah, you know, and, and then the other guy in it, it was right after Napoleon Dynamite, right. and he uh, is he even around anymore? I think after that, people were like, "Oh, he can only do Napoleon Dynamite." Yeah, got it. That's right. exactly what I was thinking when I was. I was like, "Oh, he's not good at anything else." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> um, "So yeah, so basically, y- you enjoyed that, but that that was fine. I had that experience the second time because it was a full theater and." wasn't like a big. I, I was like, "Oh shit, this is this feels weird being a white guy because it doesn't." You know, at the end, the black guy's like, hey, I told you not to, like, go hang out with white people, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, I have to say, though, like, uh, I was I was, I was, was in the, the audience, a lot of black people, I thought. Where'd you see it? Uh, in Jersey. Oh, okay. And I thought maybe I'd hear that stereotype where people would be talking. Oh, right. right. But no, no one was. I was kind of disappointed, to be honest, because I... Uh, uh, I like right. that because I, I you like ago it? I went to a movie and that was that did happen and it was hilarious. Really? Yeah. Um, what the piano? What? What movie? The piano. <laughs> yeah. The piano. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I've had that like I kind of accepted years ago. Like if you go see a horror movie on a weekend, like the, especially the opening weekend, it's just and it's not even like a specific race. It's just like people yell out stuff. People are just gonna be screaming at the movie because it's late. It's a horror movie. Right. People are probably like drunk and high. It just has that kind of vibe. Right. I kind of have gotten a lot better with that. And one time I went to a horror movie years ago, and these people were yelling the whole movie and. I was kind of getting mad, but then I kind of like accepted, and then I started yelling things, <laughs> like just as a joke, kind of. I think there's, you, I like that people sometimes do that. It has to be limits, but you know that's why you're going to see a movie in the theater. You want that experience of seeing it with other people. You know? Yeah, that Get Out was like really you you, you kind of have to see that in the theater, definitely, because people were really into it. Um, and then it's like killing. Yeah, you said the box office. What do you think of Allison Williams in it? 
She, I thought she was really good too. I mean, she was kind of perfect, actually. Right. She was like, and I didn't. I kind of had a feeling there might there's something going on there, but with her twist. But I, I did. See, I, I, call, I called that. You did. I just figured there was no way she could be around all this craziness and have no idea. I also remember at the beginning when she says, I, yeah, I've never dated a black guy before. Oh, I was yeah. like, "That's th- that line was there for some reason. Right, I was right. like, okay. Um, she, yeah, she's really, everyone's in, everyone in it. Is really, I mean, it's just, it's kind of, it's, I think another reason it's getting a lot of attention is because it's kind of from this guy who's not known for that at all. Right. And then he just kind of does this thing completely like that you would never associate him with. And he does it like amazing. Right. Plus the movie really had crossover appeal. I mean, usually in these days, it's unfortunate, but there's like black movies and there's white movies. Right. And this one really has crossover appeal. Yeah. And it's like good because it's also like a really smart horror movie. Like it's a horror movie, but it's like there's a lot of just the whole undertone of it. It's like an allegory for something. It just makes it and it, it, it takes from a lot of different things and puts them into one thing. Because there's things you're like, oh, he kind of took that from there. He took that from there. Because nothing's going to be like completely original anymore. No, everything's derivative, and everything's been influenced by other things. That's fine. I mean, that's yeah. It's just a it's a matter of like taking like uh, from enough different things to make it new. It's kind of like hip hop. Like hip hop was like taking different things that have already been done, but put making it into something yeah. new. Look at Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, Tarantino, yeah. Yeah, so... He completely even admits... I mean, that's all he does. <laughs> yeah. But he was smart when he first started, because he would, he steals from, like, obscure, weird things <laughs> yeah. that people wouldn't know. Right. Even, you know, unless you're, like, a cinephile. Right. And he, and he takes so many different... Like, the, the Western thing, He and then he the revisionist history thing. Yeah. Like, he kind of... That hadn't really been done in those genres. Plus, he's smart. He automatically says, says, I, hey, I'm influenced by this. So, if you don't do that, then people on the internet will call you out. They go, this guy stole. But he's like, oh, yeah, I take this from this. He always admits to yeah. it. Yeah. You know? Have you... Wh- what was the last time he, he did? Oh, The Hateful Eight? Right. Did you see that? Yeah, good, not great. It's all right. I just was rewatching. It's re- it's really like talky and kind of boring. That's the problem. It really picks up towards the end, but the fr- it drags too long. Did you? Yeah, I mean, like, did you see Death Proof? I didn't see that. It's so bad. Yeah. It's I don't even understand it. It's like and people like it. it's one of those movies that like people are like, yeah, it's great. I'm like, really? <laughs> you know what it is, right? It's like the double feature. Yeah, with Grindhouse with Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. They eat, and it was supposed to be like a throwback to those Grindhouse movies. But like, have you ever heard that? You know that term, Grindhouse. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like ultra violent. Or something. Yeah, but Death Proof's not violent. It's just like boring. It's like talky and weird. Um. So yeah. So do you want to talk about Trump? This Trump thing that just happened. Uh. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> well, do you know who Allison Williams is, though, right? Yeah, Brian Williams. Is he is he at MSNBC? Yeah. Okay, yeah. She looks like him too. Yeah, she does. And she um, Cuz you remember when Girls came out, everyone was all pissed cuz it was her and, and Mamet's daughter. Right. And they're like nepotism and stuff. Yeah, and and she Lena Dunham is like is related to some artist. Oh, is she up sure. some like Manhattan socialite artist. I um and the, the last one, I guess, is related to nobody. The other girl. Oh, yeah. Do you watch Girls? I've seen the episodes here and there. Have you been watching it this season? Not really. I'm. It, this is the last season. I kind of like. I I kind of was you into it. it. What you could admit that I watch it. Yeah. I, I you know it's funny. I still kind of watch it, but I don't like it that much. <laughs> I don't know why I watch it. I'm just kind of because it's on. I'm just like, all right. Um, I'm just like she. She does really annoy me. Like I, I hate to admit it. I mean, I did see an interview with her, though, and she kind of made a comment that, like, her character is kind of supposed to be a commentary on this type of girl. Like, this kind of girl exists, and it's not necessarily like, I'm trying to be likable. I'm just playing this kind of person who is really annoying. But I think she's kind of like that in real life, so that's the problem. I think she is, too. I don't think she could not be. Um, when she was tweeting about that football player that was ignoring her, what, who, which one? Uh, it was like a, it was like six or eight months ago, and she was at some gala, I think, at the Met, and um, there was she was sitting near some Giants football player. I forgot who it was, and she's like tweeting like, "Oh, he's ignoring me," blah blah blah. Was you know, she like, like trying to talk to him? 
No, he didn't even know who she was. Like, right? He, he didn't know, and he, he was sitting at the same table. I forgot who the athlete was, and she's like, "Oh, you know, Eli no. Manning." No, and she's like, um, "It was a, it was definitely um, a black player because it was some racial element to it." Oh, uh, did she get like in hot water for it? No, she was just like, "Oh, you don't care about, you know, like the you know, look over at the ugly fat white woman or something." Yeah. Anyway, it was something like that, and. And it turned out he was like, I just didn't know who she was. Like, I didn't know her, and I didn't. That's why I didn't say anything to her. Yeah. And she on Twitter had this rant like, Oh, she. He just doesn't want to talk to me because I'm fat or something. Yeah. I mean, it's he's like, yeah, like, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't. Uh, the other thing is like, I you know, it's, it's kind of the opposite of a lot of shows you see where like, like remember that show Dream On? Yeah. And it was kind of like he was kind of this dorky white guy, but every episode he was just banging some hot chick. Right. You just feel, see a lot of stuff like that. Right. Where it's just kind of like dorky guys banging hot chicks all the time. I guess Seinfeld was kind of like that. Yeah. Um, but this is like the opposite. It's like she's just every week is like banging some dude. Yeah. But I guess it's like I could see it's a little more realistic and that some dude who's maybe good looking would just bang her. <laughs> um. Because, I mean, she's not, like... I'm always, like, on the fence. I'm like, is she unattractive? I mean, like, she's not... She doesn't have to be naked in every scene, but if you if you say anything about that, you get people yell at you. Well, there was an episode recently where she was, like, supposed to be writing a story about surfing, and she went to the Hamptons, and she puts on a wetsuit, and someone's like, that's my wetsuit. You took it. And she's like, all right. And she just starts taking it off in f- outside in right. front of everyone and she's just like naked right and they're like hey hey don't do that she's like acts like really shitty about it and it, it it's things like that that i'm just but i mean i guess it's supposed to be the character is just an asshole but like who does that who just is like gets into such a uh tough or whatever is that, well, she does know. well she does that on purpose because people were complaining that she was they didn't like the way she looked naked so now she's like naked in every fucking scene where it doesn't even call for it you know, I mean, yeah. And and that like I know she's like, well, whenever I'm like doing this, but it just didn't seem like real like that. Right. I'm like th- that wouldn't happen in real life. Like even if you're annoying and you're <laughs> trying to portray this type of millennial that is just kind of a, a baby and spoil like she wouldn't do that. Right. She would like feel uncomfortable just being naked in front of in the street right like getting naked in the street is just not normal (laughs) it's just not like it's not like a thing of like well i i'm kind of like i have attitude and moxie it's like but if you just like if i just get naked on the street because i have like confidence like yeah people are gonna be like guys crazy so like that like went beyond like well i'm just kind of like yeah I'm like, you're a thirty year old woman. Like you should know not to do that. I don't know. It just felt like not and it was just again like an excuse to and I know I'm like in the minority and right. I'm a dick for saying No, like, but I always say I mean it's like this. it's it's like there you have to not only is it okay for her to be naked, which it is okay for her to be naked on TV, but yeah. and you're not supposed to say that it doesn't look good. That's fine. But then that, now it's almost like you have to say that this it's great. Like, yeah. oh, not only is it, do I want to see her naked, it's a, just amazing. Yeah. You know? No, yeah, that and like I said, just, it's kind of like that's just not real. Like in situations like that, it's just not real. I don't I, I, I think it's ending anyway. Yeah. I think it became one of those shows that it, it kind of like um, it hit a chord or struck a nerve. Yeah. Like. It was kind of the perfect time, like the millennial, the whole idea of millennials was just kind of like taking, you know, like gaining steam a little bit. And so it kind of became like the representative, like millennial show. Yeah, and I, I kind of, I've liked some episodes that I've seen. Yeah, it's good. I mean, it's not, uh, people on it are good. Right. And, it, and some Scalari's on it. Oh yeah, right, right. He's on it. He's um, dad. And then, uh, but I, I think it's like time that it ends. Yeah. No, I mean, whatever. I could just not watch it. <laughs> I don't know. Have you been watching any of the other like new HBO shows? Big, Big Little Lies. No, Crashing though. That's like. Have you been watching that? Yeah, yesterday was kind of a. Oh, you didn't like it as much. No, it, I, I think, liked it, but it was. Uh, it was a little too close to home. Well, they, you know, there's some controversy going on right now with that. So. Why? What happened? I got to hear about this. Well, they were bashing certain clubs. Oh, were they on the show? I didn't see the whole episode. Mm-hmm. When? What did they say? 
Certain club, I don't want to mention any things, but certain clubs, New York City. Well, first of all, they, they he was at the Boston Comedy Club, right? right? Why did they, is it supposed to be in the past? No, but he had his, he worked there, apparently. Oh, so right. just bringing it back, but then they started bringing in names of other clubs that are, still exist. Oh, wow. kind of trashing them. Um... Oh well, I got. I didn't see the whole episode. Oh, you should watch the. Whole I was episode. talking to someone about that show, and I think first of all, I think it's better than like Louis because first of all, like I'm not a. I don't love the show Louis that right. much. Like I love Louis C.K. and I mean he's like a genius, but that's kind of why I didn't like the show because I was like, the, I, it's just like too weird for me, right. and I didn't think it was like that funny. And I guess it's not supposed to be, but crashing seems like a more polished. Oh, it's very funny. But the one one thing is, is other people outside of comedy finding this funny because I find it hilarious. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes I like, especially last night's, and I was like, "Wow, this is so like, <laughs> I uh, know exactly what this is." I'm friends with a few people who were on that episode. Yeah, Joey Gay was on it. right? Yeah. Did you know him? Yeah, we just did something with him not too long ago. Joey Gay was I there in Brooklyn? Oh yeah! No, oh yeah! Like a year, year ago. Yeah, a year ago. Was he there? Yeah, yeah he, he was. was he right. Was that weird show, kind of like around Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Where then, like it was packed, right. and just people were just screaming. Like it looked terrifying I did to it go the up. Next year, it was it was way better. Was it? It yeah. was fine when I did it, yeah. but it, it was. was... Rough. No, that night though, we did it. The Jets game was on, and that. Oh was yeah, it. yeah. No, that I wasn't really scared, but it was more like I can't believe I have to go on stage now. Yeah. Just people screaming. Um, did, so did someone tell you that that there's some controversy about that? Like people got mad. Never already people were talking about. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So if we talk about this other thing we were talking about yeah. before, where um, someone just I just saw an article yesterday. Someone wrote a book about David Letterman. Yeah. Um. And I haven't. Re- I don't know if the book is even out, but it's basically kind of bashing Letterman, mm-hmm. like saying his per- he was just really shitty to his employee. I guess they interviewed a lot of right, right uh, people that worked at uh, the Late Show, and uh, I didn't know this, but you told me the guy who wrote it is the same guy who wrote for the Times and mm-hmm. wrote this piece on Eddie Brill yeah. like five years ago. Um, and so what did that Eddie Brill piece? It it kind of made him look bad, right? Yeah, it, said it was, a, bad it was things. a hit job. It was right after Letterman's scandal came out, and basically, and Eddie Brill, he was like the warm up comedian for Letterman for years, and he booked the and he show. Booked the, he booked the comics on yeah. the show, which made him like so. And then, um, the thing was, is that this guy was following him around, and then he caught him on a UCB show, and then he trashed his comedy. I remember because he was at this all the UCB show, yeah, you know, and this guy's a little. I guess he doesn't fit that mold. Eddie Brill? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's still a great comic. It doesn't matter. Like, those places, people are like, oh, if you go in and you like, I mean, for years people were like, oh, he's an alt comic about me. And it's like, no, dude, I just do Joe. I don't know what... Right, well, you can cross over. Some of these guys yeah. don't, you know? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe if you're, if you're too polished, some, or maybe if they know you, they're a little snobby. Like, they know you as another thing. Right. But, yeah, go ahead. No, they think you're actually, you have to act like you don't care that much or whatever. Yeah, I, mean, I guess that made me alty because I did, I had that down. Right, but I just, it's just actually just your me. personality. That's just me, yeah. <laughs> I really just didn't give a shit. I mean, I did. I was, like, nervous, but I come off aloof, I, right. which I don't like, but I, I do. No, but that's your personality. It helps you on stage. Yeah, it can. You know, it makes you be able to perform in all different clubs because you're like a club comic who sounds like an old comic. Yeah, that's interesting. You know? uh, yeah. That's actually a good thing to be. Well, it was hard because I'd go to clubs and they'd be like, he's an alt comic. And then sometimes he'd be like, oh, he's a club comic. No, actually, the alt scene was always really nice to me. Yeah. So, but the clubs, I, I auditioned for the seller once and they like, I, and I didn't do bad. They just, I didn't have a chance. Like she barely, she didn't really, she walked out in like 10 seconds <laughs> She told me I went over time by. Te- she told me I did like twenty minutes. I'm like, come on! I know when I do twenty minutes. I'm like, I can barely do twenty minutes. Um, and then it was just that was one of the worst nights of my life. Just in comic, it was just it was so. That's rough. It, it everyone was like a lot of people weren't nice to me. It was really early on. I'd been in back in New York maybe like three years, and yeah. it was kind of a, it was kind of was shitty. And then, uh, but anyway, back to back. To, oh, and then later someone was like. Yeah, he just came in and did like his alt material. Someone, I heard someone said that. Oh wow! I was like, "What are you talking about?" My alt material, (laughs) but like that story has gotten back to me like even like two years ago. I think that that especially at that time, I think that there was a real 
separation between the alts. There the definitely club, was. And there was a lot of resentment. And I honestly think now, because of really because of Comedy Central, that line is blurred so yeah. much. And the Alton Club. So, you know, you go into these clubs and you see like the, the guy who's technically the alt comic. And he's just doing, he's a club comic. He just right. happened to Seinfeld. Make, yeah. <laughs> Pete Holmes <laughs> was a club comic, but he got big in the alt world. Oh, yeah. They loved him in that right. fucking world. But if you look at his act, it's so accessible. It's not Right. Like, it's not alt. But yeah, he would just do, I don't know, whatever. If you're funny, you're fu- So anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted. Yeah. So he, the guy was saying, and he's, and some weird thing came up about sexism in that piece, right? Right. And then he, well, he just asked him, do you think, um, uh, uh, why why haven't you booked a lot of female comics on the show? And, and then he say something like Could women should die or something. <laughs> no. Well, that's just always kidding. a tricky. Just kidding. Qu- yeah. <laughs> but that's always a very tricky. That's a setup question. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what happened with that, but I think that's you have to answer those questions very delicately. And that question's been asked in other places before. That yeah. I don't know, you know that guy Al Campanis on the Dodgers? You ever hear that story? No, what is it? Basically it's the same thing. He's on Nightline, Ted Koppel. He's the GM of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. And basically, Ted Koppel goes, how come, you know, there's not a lot of other black general managers in baseball or managers and stuff like that? How come that's the case? Uh Uh-oh. And Al Campanis is kind of old school. Yeah. And said, oh, well, they lack the necessities. I do kind of remember. What year was this? Early 90s. Yeah, I remember that. But he was an old guy. You almost give him a pass on that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, so I feel like those questions are very, you, you should, the only answer to those questions is no answer. Just like, I don't right, know. Right, right. Wait, what did he ask him again? So what was he? He like, basically said, how come they don't book a lot of women on oh, okay, Letterman right. show? And then he made some. If, what, you were, if you were him at that time, what would your answer be? I'll tell you what my answer would be. Why don't they book a lot of women on Letterman? Yeah. Because they're wrong. <laughs> I just be like, I just be like, you have to be a politician there and go, you know, I don't know. That's. Really, we don't book a lot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go check. Into oh, you that. mean if I was the real guy, if I was booking Letterman, I thought that he was just asking me why. Um, no, that's what I'm saying. If you were being interviewed and you were the booker, right? The, I'd be like, oh, I don't. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You'd have to you be do the like, poli- you'd have to be like prepared for that. But if you're not, because you're, not, it's an interview. You're what not did gonna, he say? He said, oh, I, there's not enough funny women or blah blah. <laughs> like, so you're already dead right. in the water. You have to do the politician. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Let me get back to you, and then never yeah. get back to that person. Right, right. You know, it, Sean Spicer it up. That's what he does all the time. I just feel like those um, <laughs> those interviews where they're like, "Hey, can I just like follow you for like a week?" Yeah, those are those never end well. Never, like they're never like good. They're always like hatchet jobs. That's like that guy almost took down SNL in the nineties doing that. Was it for New York Magazine? Yeah, yeah, and then um. That's why I'm always surprised that they're not like wary of it. You know what I mean? Like they're 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 like yeah yeah because you know one of them like the Brat Pack story. Do you remember that? I yeah. think I've talked about it. like it's a really funny like Emilio Estevez. It was like 1985 and St. Elmo's Fire was coming out and he was like Emilio Estevez was like this hot comedian, uh, not comedian uh, actor, mm-hmm. and he was like, hey, can I just like follow you around you know and do it and it was supposed to be just like a small piece in new york magazine and then so he called all his like brat i mean it wasn't the brat pack yet it was because of this guy right that 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 was a term he coined he was like called rob Lowe and like jed nelson he's like hey like hang out with me and like we'll like we'll make it look like i'm cool and give show the guy a good time and uh it just he came up with he saw what brats what assholes they were and made up the term the brat pack and a lot of them just uh and it is totally a hatchet job, right. but and they kind of blame it for ruining their careers. But yeah. it doesn't really—I I don't know—but that's just an example of that. And well, uh, I think this guy actually kind of trades off on the because t- you get interviewed by someone from the Times, you think there's some sort of journalistic integrity there. Yeah, there. and I'm not saying this guy's horrible. I'm just saying that I, I don't really know the situation, but you know, you kind of let yourself open a little bit, you know. Yeah, and there was that the one the guy who basically took down Michael Jackson. Remember Bashir? I think it was his name. And oh he yeah, around him around, like interviewed him, and yeah. But if you follow M- Michael Jackson <laughs> around for a day, you're gonna find some shit. You're gonna have to report it. Or he actually, you actually yeah. are committing a crime. He actually only followed him around for two minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and he had a whole book. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he found like dead kids <laughs> in the refrigerator. No, I mean that was like. 
he was like throwing him these questions that he just easily could have right did could have not answered the way he answered. <laughs> like, like, do you like to fuck little kids? No, I mean he's like, do you have boys sleep in your bed? Like, that's like, come on, dude. No one prepped him for that. <laughs> like, just he's like, yeah. <laughs> You're not under oath. You just lie. Yeah. Just lie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just had them like in my room. <laughs> In my bed. Not th- I'm like, here's my bed. I'll sleep on the floor. I'm like, right. That happened. Kind of like when your uh, your girlfriend is like, oh, I just slept on the floor. <laughs> oh, really? I just slept. And Kanye West slept in the bed. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I don't. But yeah, that's, that's just funny. I just feel like whenever you hear about the follow them around for, I guess what you know, it played. They played your ego, right? They're obviously, and I'm sure that they don't tell them, oh, I'm going to write this thing about your shit. Right. But they're, that's why I think I had a couple of situations where um, someone had asked to interview me, and I was like, t- I was terrified. And this was one of them was when I had done like nothing. I was like new to comedy. I was doing an open mic. Remember the train wreck at Parkside Lounge? Yeah. Actually, Joey Gay ran it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and when I first moved to New York, back to New York in like 2002, it was big, and I would do it. I think this was like 2003, and I was doing like that show a lot and a lot of open mics. I was like trying to get into comedy. And um, I met this guy. I don't know where he was. He was a writer, and he was like, I'm doing this article about stand-up. Like, can I call you? And I was like, sure. And he started interviewing me, and I was like, he kept being like, so, like, what do you say about these people who, like, do comedy and they're, like, so bad and, like, they're never going to get anywhere and, like, you know, they're just, like, wasting their time? Like, what would you say about those people? And I was like, I don't feel comfortable, like, shitting on people. Like, what do you mean? Right. He's like, well, you know, like, just tell me about, like, there's people that are never, you know, he just wanted me to, like, shit on comedians. Right. He wants and, your name names. And I was like, dude, I'm not, and I was like, I'm, I don't feel comfortable, like, if you want to ask me about comedy, how I feel about it, fine, but I'm not just going to talk about how people are losers. Right. Um, and th- that was one experience. And then I have a friend who I met at a film festival who, who was the head critic of, film critic of uh, the Daily News. And Trainwreck was coming out, and he knew that I had like known Amy Schumer uh, when she like when she was first kind of starting. And he was like, "Hey, I have to write a piece on on her. Like, do you mind? Maybe I can ask you some questions." And um, like I know him; he's a friend of mine. He's he's done this podcast, but I was even like a little. We went to get a drink and stuff, and I was like, "Oh shit! I hope I don't say something like uh. or something weird comes out." But and then he he asked me for other names of people, other comedians that might you know, that newer, and I gave him a few names, and he contacted them, and uh, not all of them, but a lot of them were like, I don't want to, I'm not going to talk about it because they were like wary of it. Yeah. But it, the piece came out, and he actually ended up uh, interviewing Rachel Feinstein oh, and okay. me, and th- it's just all like glowing things about her. It's not like a, be- but I was still like, oh shit, I don't yeah, trust well, he, people. Well, he doesn't want us. He wants a story there though too. Yeah, but I guess it was like a kind of a fluff piece, but he just couldn't really get her. So, right. and you know, Rachel's like a good friend of hers. Yeah. So I think maybe that's why she did it. Like she was like, okay, I'll make sure they don't. But I'm like, what are you gonna? She's like a. Bi- it was at the point where everyone loved her. There was no backlash yet. You know yeah. what I mean? So no one's like, she's a. Bi-. <laughs> um, but it was funny because I knew some people. They were like, I I don't feel comfortable doing this. Yeah, you don't blame them because I know. guess that's true. Yeah. Um. But have you ever had that? And someone trying to interview you and they're like, so can you shit on this person? I don't think anyone's valued my opinion that much. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny when I did that interview for the Amy Schumer thing because I was like, um, yeah, who cares? You want to talk to me? Right. Uh, But I mean, it's because I knew it. He was like a friend of mine. Right. He didn't know a lot of comedians. And I think they were kind of make it because Trainwreck was so big. They were like, you got to do like a story about it. Yeah, yeah. And I think he was like, what? What do you mean? Yeah, he's a really cool guy. Joe Newmeyer. He's he's a big movie guy. All right. You want to get out of here? Should we do Trump? We don't need to talk about Trump. Yeah, I mean, I don't even really know what to, so the thing, yeah, we can talk about him next time. It doesn't, it it just seems like the whole, their health plan is like shit, basically, which is not a surprise. Um, but it w- it was kind of nice to see that. Like, it's kind of just getting... Wh- yeah. What is it the... Well, they said this, the Congressional Budget Office is like, they just scored it, and it's like, it's going to knock 20... More than they even thought, like 25 million people off health care. Yeah. 
it's like you can't even think of a worse plan. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think it is? Do you think they just scrambled to put together a plan? Yeah, there was a lot of reasons for it, but you know, it's just hopefully this disaster of this number, which they're going to refute now. They'll say, "Oh, the CBO doesn't know what they're talking right. about." Right? Yeah. But hopefully, this will scuttle it. The th- one thing I was going to say that's really annoying is the whole thing when he accused Obama of wiretapping yeah. him. <laughs> And today was like the deadline where wow. they had to have proof. And of course, there's no proof. And he's not going to say anything. He's not going to. Or, or the other thing where they found out that he said that he was going to give all his salary to charity. Oh, God. Is that not happening? Is no. He not doing now, that? No, now the, the reporter's like, so can you show us evidence that he's doing that? And they're like, we'll show you next year. Right. With the tax returns. Right. How does he just get away with it? Just not show. He just thinks. I don't even he, think he's a billionaire because you know what? Bloomberg used to do that as mayor of New York. Yeah. He's a real billionaire. This guy's not a billionaire. Would he show, would he actually prove that he was a billionaire? Bloomberg? No, Bloomberg's really a No, it's yeah, not the yeah. taxes. It's that Bloomberg would give up his whole salary. Oh, yeah. No, I remember when he would do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Trump said it, but I don't, th- I don't think he's that rich. I don't think that's why. I think that's one of the reasons why he doesn't show his tax returns. Yeah. That do you think that'll ever Russian... come out? Like, there has to be some way that someone finally gets that somehow. You know, a lot of that Russian stuff is probably in there, and that's probably why he really didn't want to Do you think it. that's going to be, like, these... What do you think are going to be the big talking points in, like... F- you can already see them developing within, like, for, for the next election. Like, th- when you... Like... Three years will be when the next election cycle starts ramping yeah. up, right? Like, so what do you think they're gonna? Because they they're already getting ready. What do you think the guns blade? Because with after Bush's first term, the H W Bush, it was all just read my lips, no new tag. Right. It was they just threw everything back in his face that he said. But that's like nothing compared. I mean, you're you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, whether it's true or not, it seems like it is that we're just being like run by another country i mean that's like yeah unprecedented and pretty much in an impeachable offense but if you were like the advisor what would what were the things you would be focusing on now to like harp on for that election cycle Nah, you can't do it you have to see what what the hell happens i mean i'm sure there's gonna be more but at this point there's like yeah just the health care and the taxes i mean they kept saying the taxes loud no one seemed to care still he needs to be a good candidate to run he'll be an incumbent and he'll have an advantage unless this russia stuff blows up so badly that seems like the thing that has the most potential but right people are going to ignore 90 percent of this shit they don't care yeah well all right i don't know hopefully right. okay uh we'll see you next time <laughs> we, right, we got deep into that right, thanks a lot bye